Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have eye-opening conversations with all types of fascinating tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to all you first-time and newer listeners. Really glad you're here and hope you're having a good day. My guest today is an avid tango dancer based in New Mexico. She's also an internationally renowned photographer, singer-songwriter, and poet. And she also runs an organic focus community farm. She's also an author. Her latest book, entitled Tango, Assemblage of Impossible Loves, is a collection of tango-centric photos and poems and will be released in May of 2022. And with me now is Magdalena Lily McCarson. Magdalena, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. Great to be talking to you. Oh, it's my, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're from New Mexico. At the moment, you're visiting your mom in, in Texas. Um, did you grow up in New Mexico? Um, no, I didn't grow up in New Mexico. I lived um, the last 20 years of my life in Durango, Colorado. Hmm. And so um, two years ago, I decided to... Well, it's coming on three years now, but uh, I decided to go ahead and move to New Mexico. I've just always been enamored with it, and I mm-hmm. thought, why not? And so I did. Yeah, I bought a house and some property and have a little farm, and yeah. and it's great because where I live is right in between Santa Fe and Albuquerque, mm-hmm. who both have good tango communities, so right. I can just go to either one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to New Mexico once when I was a kid. We were driving through. I used to live in California, and we're moving to New York, oh, so we okay. drove cross-country. I really like New Mexico. I only spent a night there, but... Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I was supposed to go to Albuquerque right before COVID hit for the live music tango festival, but like the day of my flight, everything got locked down. So I missed out. So hopefully I'll, I'll make it out there again um, before long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's fingers crossed. Exactly. Sounds like things are starting to turn around a little bit, but it's, it's been really interesting for the dance community. You know, yeah. pandemics don't really, really you know, welcome and harness that, you know, that love that we have of our dance. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Magdalena, you're a really creative person. It's not just tango that you're into. Uh, you've, uh, you're a singer, songwriter, a photographer. You do a lot of cool stuff. You just mentioned you have this really nice farm as well. Uh, so which, which of these art forms or passions grabbed you first? Um, photography for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I've, I've been a photographer for a very, very long time and I've actually, in addition to the photography piece, I've always liked to write. Um, I really just truly found my artistic author voice in the past, probably the past six years, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But photography has always been my my main passion and my love. But, you know, it's funny when I think about that, I, I find art in everything that I do. And that feels really good to me. Um, whether it's, you know, growing something or mm-hmm. taking a photo of something or writing something, it's just, I don't know, it's a big part of me. So, um, but to answer your question, yeah, photography was my, my first, uh, first love for sure. Artistically. Nice. Nice. What yeah. was the first photo you, you took of that you were really proud of? Um, first photo I took, you know, it would probably, you know, I was doing, I do a lot of female nudes. Mm-hmm. And so I was photographing a bride on her wedding day and she asked me with, you know, it was my first time to really dive into it more commercially, I guess, if you mm. want to say that, or not as my own artistic eye, but for someone else wanting me to do it for them, um, asked me if I would take some beautiful intimate portraiture of her on her wedding day mm. for her husband. Nice. And um, I did that. And I remember feeling like, you know what, this is something I love. 
and it's the female form is just so lovely and beautiful and mm -hmm. making it special for you know special photography for that special someone or for yourself mm -hmm. um it's it's been something i'm really fond of so i remember that day doing that with her and thinking yeah this is this is a big part of my life and it's it's going to become even bigger for me nice mm -hmm. nice yeah yeah so uh how old were you when you first got into photography like what were you a little kid at the time or i've always loved shooting a camera for nice. sure nice. and you know and back in the day you had the little disposable ones you yeah. know or polaroids yes. and so you have catalogs of polaroids or mm -hmm. disposable cameras um laying around everywhere of course and then you know getting my first professional camera felt really good because mm. um, you know i love film i love it completely um mm -hmm. and i also embraced the digital age when it came around too because yeah. i tell you like you know if you're shooting a full day wedding there's nothing like just being able to shoot digital rather than have all the film tubes on you and worry exactly. as much yeah. um so yeah i really embrace the digital age for sure <laughs> but yeah i um yeah I, I just having catalogs and scrapbooks and all of these little books that I've made for myself just mm -hmm. to, I mean, not knowing that I was making my own portfolio, right? But right, I mean, eventually yeah. that's what it became, <laughs> so. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I studied uh, film cinema in uh, in college, but I was required to take some photography classes. I, I learned I'm a pretty lousy photographer, but I really loved the class. The process <laughs> of it was really, I think I, my professor only liked three of my photos. And those were three <laughs> photos that I that were good by accident. I wasn't even trying. One of them was this really beautiful long exposure photo I did at night. I, I didn't realize I left the, uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't realize it was in that mode. And I thought, oh, no, I, I messed this up. But then it turned out to be a really nice oh. photo. My my professor said, oh, this is a good one. I'm like, I, okay, <laughs> wasn't, <laughs> wasn't Well, trying. you know, the interesting thing mm -hmm. about photography is like sometimes the mistakes or accidents end yeah. up being some of the best photos, which, you know, some people will admit, oh, yeah, that was an accident, but look how beautiful it is. And some mm. people are like, oh, no, no, I did that on the first try. You yeah. know, and you really did, you know. But <laughs> for me, I've, mm. I've had some really lovely images come across my life mm -hmm. just as an accident. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had photos that you set up you thought were going to be really wonderful, but when you when you saw them, it was kind of a disappointment? Yeah, you know, there's, I love, um, I love shooting food and lifestyle too. Mm. And um, on occasion, I'll have like set a scene in my brain and in my mind's eye about what this is going to look like. And I put it together. And I'm like, no. And then I mm -hmm. strip it away and it ends up being the best thing when it's stripped away. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I really, but you know, I think it's humbling to be able to do that because you know we want to create, we want to set a scene, whatever our artistic form is, mm -hmm. and then we we get it and we look at it and it's like mm -mm -mm, that's not going to work for me. And being able mm -hmm. to say, you know, I'm going to strip this down and know that it's not a failure that I'm not happy with it. It's just it needs to change. Yeah. And yeah, I really like that. Nice, nice. Yeah. Speaking of happy accidents, of course, in our, in our tango journeys, we often learn and come across beautiful moments in that. So how, how did you come across Argentine Tango? I was living in Durango and I was asked to be someone's dance partner for swing. <laughs> and I had the dance instructor knew that I had already danced swing. And I mean, I dance a lot of other dances too, but tango is my favorite, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, she was like, will you be this person's swing partner? And I was like, sure. 
And then lo and behold, I understood that I come to understand that she, the dance instructor would um, teach tango every now and then. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I say teach tango, it's not like, like the formal teaching tango this, I mean, she was in a small town and would have some knowledge of tango, but not really know tango, you know? And so we would have like YouTube videos that I would end up dancing with this person. And so from the swing partnership I got into, well, will you dance tango with him too? And I was like, sure, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd never done it. And then, you know, I had a couple of years with her, maybe it was a year and a half with her. And then I started branching out to Argentine instructors when they would travel through mm-hmm. Albuquerque or wherever. And then, you know, getting up and enough nerve to go to a festival, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then getting enough nerve to go, get up enough nerve to go to Buenos Aires. And mm-hmm. boy, I tell you, it's like, you think you know so much about the dance and you go to Buenos Aires and you go to, you know, learn with Lorena or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, all of these other beautiful dance instructors, right? And they're like, oh, no, 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 you don't know tango. And then they strip you all down yeah. and you learn all new stuff again. And mm-hmm. that's been my beginning of my journey. And then just kept going back and learning as much as we can, right? I mean, tango is a journey. We're never going to be, mm-hmm. I mean, I personally don't want to ever be the one that says, oh, yeah, I've learned it. And I'm good. I'm, I'm the, I can dance tango because it's not the truth. Right. It's like peeling an onion, right? Like mm-hmm. it's. Every new experience is a new layer. And I love that. And it's Mm -hmm. the one thing that is, I mean, just tank. I mean, I could talk, you could talk tango forever too, right? Because that's who you are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's the one thing, honestly, Joe, that has really, Mm -hmm. um, it has, it's the one thing that I've really totally surrendered to in my life. And that feels good because it's taught me a lot of lessons about life and how I approach life now too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember your first Malanga? What was that like? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, the first Milonga was nerve wracking because it was a first Milonga with um, instructors that had come into Durango that did a weekend workshop for us. And that was my first Milonga. And it was home-based, but it had the instructors with us. And I remember, um, you know, it was, it, Carrie and Mike and mm-hmm. I remember Mike saying come come on and dance with me let's do a tonda and mm-hmm. I was my knees were like you know they're just shaking and I was so nervous and then he he is like you know that first song of the tonda was um I was like so in my head right and then by the end of the tonda I was like floating and I was like that's what it's like like that's what it's like to experience what this dance is. And I never wanted to lose that feeling again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was, you know, always in search of that feeling. Yeah. And, and, you know, when, when you get into it and you step into it and you just, you close, you know, you close your eyes, get settled for a minute and then you start to dance. And it's just, you know, with experience and time, as mm-hmm. we all know, it's like, yeah, that's what the dance is. But that first me longer, woo, <laughs> it was scary. It was so scary. And, you know, cause in your head, you're thinking, I don't want to make mistakes. I want to be the best I can be. And yeah. how can you be the best you can be when you've been dancing for three months? You know, like right. <laughs> it doesn't work that way with tango. It can work that way with um, two stepping or things like that because it's choreography, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, you know what to expect, but it's so different with tango. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, you mentioned something really interesting before how you, know, you, 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 you go to Buenos Aires, you think you know tango, and then they kind of strip things down. So when they did get to that, you know, stripping things down and really getting you to, to understand tango on a different level, uh, was it, what was it necessarily technical or, or something other than that or both? It was mental, spiritual, mm-hmm. physical. It was, you know, what we believe that we're learning tango, right? And we're learning it the best we can and right. we're dancing it the best we can. And then number one, just to be in Buenos Aires in that place where, you know, tango was founded and nurtured and loved so much that it went worldwide. So mm-hmm. being in Buenos Aires, I was just, I was so excited to be there, number one. Mm-hmm. And also then to learn from the masters. And I just, I, when you know when i'd have that time with lorena she would just be like you know stop making yourself small and a big part of that is the confidence in the dance is like Mm -hmm. yes using your posture and using what you have is your like for me i'm tall Mm -hmm. you know and so you know trying to come and it was me and my self-confidence that was making me small Uh and so for me knowing I've got the skill and I can do this. It's just tweaking things and Mm -hmm. understanding the dance even more and more Mm -hmm. because the woman that I originally learned some tango with was more of a ballroom instructor. Mm -hmm. And we know that that embrace does not work for (laughs) connecting Mm -hmm. and loving Mm -hmm. a stranger in the way that you can Mm -hmm. in the Milonguero style embrace. Right. And it's beautiful and it's warm and it's welcoming and it's nurturing and very present. And so you know, coming from that rigid, scared, mm-hmm. nervous in another country, you yeah. know, all of those things. And then you have that, you're just like, they're like, nope, break <laughs> <Yeah>. it down, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so it was a, a a very, very humbling, tearful sometimes experience to think, oh, I thought I was doing so well. But then to get here and realize I've got so much more goodness I need to work on. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just the dance. Yeah. <laughs> that's everything <laughs> the journey yeah 100% right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh we'll get back to tango but, but I definitely want to talk a little bit about you as uh, singing and songwriting as well that's something you've been you've been into so how did you get into to to that art form well my father's a musician mm-hmm. and I grew up with it um for the time that I was with him of course and then um a good friend of mine um in Durango we had it was funny because i i've always been like writing in some way and mm-hmm. thinking oh these could be great songs but never putting them to mm-hmm. music or anything because i was starting to play the violin mm-hmm. and so in durango they have something there's a local radio station and um they have it's called a cover night every mm-hmm. year is a fundraiser and the cover night is they select an artist and then local bands amateurs whoever can sign up to do covers of that artist Mm -hmm. in their own way like you can totally rework a song you could flip it around you know you could do whatever you want but it has to be the song by the artist but in your own style if Mm. you wanted that and it's a really fun night Mm -hmm. so that was my first impetus to be like let's do this and so my friend in durango um he ended up being the harmonica on that night for me when we did it was a tom petty night oh nice tom petty cover night and so he was my harmonica my harmonicist and so 
after that night, we're like, you know, we do really well together um, musically and our energy just aligns. It just makes sense. I was like, let's just do a duo. And so we just started full force just going into it because he plays the guitar and the harmonica and I mm-hmm. play some instruments too. And um, we did a challenge with each other to do 30 songs in 30 days. Oh, fine. Each. So we ended up with 60 songs, right? <laughs> so we did the 30 songs in 30 days. And, you know, some of it was crap and some of it was really, really good, yeah. you know? And um, so we just started doing that. And that's how Oxygen on Embers was born. And that's mm-hmm. our duo okay. that we that we have together. And so, you know, with the pandemic, of course, that mm-hmm. kind of put a little crush on some things too, but we would continue to write music record it and share it with each other and then work it out together from mm-hmm. afar. Cause he's in Abiquiu now and I'm in Pena Blanca, New okay. Mexico. And so it's like about an hour and 40 minutes apart. Oh, okay. And so, right. um, mm-hmm. yeah. And during pandemic, you know, we all wanted to be safe. And so sure. that was just what we decided to do anyway. Okay. But that's, that's how we brought that to be mm-hmm. present, you know, but in the meantime, you know, um, solo wise, I just, I continue to write and I continue to play, Mm-hmm. Um, my my favorite instrument is my little ukulele because it's really nice to write music on, uh-huh. and then you can convert it to guitar or whatever you know banjo, whatever you want to convert it to. But mm-hmm. yeah, the ukulele is really easy to write music on, nice. and so that mm-hmm. that process is how Oxygen on Embers was born, and that's mm-hmm. majority of my singer songwriter stuff is with Zach Hively through Oxygen on Embers. Okay, and he's also a tango dancer too. That's great, perfect. So, yeah. Have you yeah. have you written any tango music? No, I haven't. I I can play some on my violin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ha- you've heard of um, the Mountain Milonga, right? The the one in Salt Lake City. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard so, of it. Know so much I, about it, but yeah, yeah, it's a great it's a great gathering. But the beautiful thing about that gathering, when they had it in the past, is that they would have a group of musicians who were attending, and everyone would bring their instrument, mm-hmm. and they would play sheet music, tango sheet music, and so. Um, yeah, I, I brought my violin that one year and did that. I think that was the last year I'd done it before the pandemic. But mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of really good musicians that attend that who are tango dancers. Nice. So um, that's my only experience in playing tango music. But it's beautiful to play. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it seems like tango would be, you know, almost the perfect storm for you to kind of have all of your creative passions sort of converge into this yeah. one, into this one place. So, yeah. So of course you've, you're, you have a book coming out in May, which is pretty awesome. And I, I went through it. I got the PDF advanced copy of it through. It's really, okay. it's nice. I mean, it's, um, you know, photography and, and tango, uh, that's just so much. It seems that you could, you can notice and so much to, to see. Uh, so what were you trying to capture anything in particular or with this, or did you have a different approach? Maybe more of a, I'm just going to be more intuitive and. Yeah. You know, whenever I travel anywhere, I always have like a little black book mm-hmm. and I write all of the strangest nuances that come to me while mm. traveling, like observations or sounds or experiences or feelings, you know, all of those different things. And even if it's just like bullet lists, I just write it all down. Or sometimes I'll have like a complete, beautiful, dreamy thought and mm-hmm. I'll write that down. Or, um, you know, so I'm always, I always have something I'm writing on because it's either going to be a great song or it's going to be a great piece of poetry or prose. Mm-hmm. And, um, or it's just going to be 
nothing and it's going to be for me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. one of my volumes of journals, right? So on my trips, um, wherever I've gone, um, I always have that little booklet, right? Mm -hmm. And I always have my camera. And so in Buenos Aires, the first year I went, um, I took my full on camera and I had a different kind of camera bag because I didn't want to be, you know, I mean, people purse snatch there a lot. I mean, it's just, you know, people need money and, mm. um, you know, there's some crime. And so I tried to be as safe as I could with that. But, you know, as iPhones progress mm. and the glass and the lens on our iPhones are so good, I'm just like, forget it. I'm just going to go ahead and take some with my really good program I have on my phone. And yeah. um, that's safer and it's easier to pack. And um, so the last couple of times I went, I was like, I'm just using my phone because it takes clear high res pictures too. So whenever I would go, I would just take things that touched me, um, that made me feel that there was a story behind them in mm -hmm. some way, or it made me dream of uh, a pretend story yeah. that might be behind it. But if I, I saw something that was enchanting or alluring or romantic or scary, mm -hmm. I would just take it because for some reason it caught my eye and I needed to take the image of it. And so compiling tango assemblage of impossible loves the new book mm -hmm. it it was what i ended up doing is how the spreads mm -hmm. are you know there's a poem and a piece of image right yeah but they don't necessarily always go together it's mm -hmm. just how i wanted to bring them together because it's yeah. not the poem writing about the piece of you know photo and it's not the photo making me do something with the poem it's it's how i'm bringing all of these things together mm -hmm. and so it just worked for me in pulling the book together like this because i have this collection of imagery and i knew i i mean this will not be my last tango book i guarantee it uh -huh. just because right <laughs> but i knew i wanted at least one beautiful small tango book of collection of words mm -hmm. and images where i've danced and so in the book there's buenos aires there's Italy, there's France, um, and there's actually a, a Valentango photo in there, but you wouldn't know it was Valentango, mm -hmm. but it is a Valentango photo. And um, so I just wanted to really pull it all together. And because we experience things as tango dancers, right? And right. in a sense, all of us tango dancers have artists in us, whether we are full time artists or part time hobbyists, whatever. Mm -hmm. But we have the art in us. And yeah. so I knew that combining the imagery and the words, people would connect in some way. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. One of my one picture that really grabbed me, it wasn't even a picture of dancing and that it was a, a viewer book. I, cause I don't want to give away too much. I want people to buy the book. But there's this one of a of a, of a fan mounted to a wall. And then it's like this big eye staring at you. But then underneath there's this little sign that says Salida. You know, and then uh -huh. it has so many, you know, different meanings to that. And then I love, what I love about that is, uh, you know, even I'm sure everyone, most of the listeners who've been going to tango dances have, have experienced this. Hopefully, you know, I'm sure some of them are like you would carry the little book and write things down, but there's so much more to observe than just the dancing. Of course, the dancing's beautiful, but oh, yeah. these little things that you see, whether it's other people or, you know, like you said, with that little sign of the salida, I'm really glad you captured that because I'm sure... You know, people would look at that and say, oh, that would make a great picture. But you you actually captured it. So there are these little details I'm, to notice. Yeah, I'm a big and no pun intended here, but I'm a big fan of <laughs> um, I really didn't mean it that way. Right. I'm a big fan of um, vintage novelty relics, right? Mm. Like authenticity and 
that fan was old. Like, mm-hmm. as are many of the mounted wall fans in Buenos Aires salons, right? I mean, and for me, when I say I see beauty and art in so many things in my life and I fall in love on a daily basis, different things, right? And right. that that fan represented for me the late night feel of a milonga in Buenos Aires because mm-hmm. it's hot. Yeah. It's steamy in there. No AC. And these fans <laughs> mm-hmm. are, you know, they're they're everywhere to be seen, but many people wouldn't see them, and the people that do see them are enchanted by them, right? Right. And for me, um, and that photo was taken at Club Grisel mm-hmm. in Buenos Aires. Oh. And um, I just enjoyed dancing there, too. But mm-hmm. I, ever, I took that fan the third visit I went because I would sit there when I wasn't dancing, and I would be taking notes or – you know, observing stuff. And I kept looking at that fan <laughs> and I kept looking at it. And the third mm-hmm. time I was like, I'm taking it. I've got to take it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I'm glad you like that image. I do too. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so cool. And then also like what you said, you know, these fans, I take it, there's no air conditioning in these buildings. So that's why, but it, you know, then I'm sure that, uh, you know, what, what might, what might seem as, Oh, you know, as kind of a hindrance, you know, cause we have to have the fans because there's no AC it kind of turns into a thing of beauty. And I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, if you're especially those listening who are learning tango, but think, well, I'm clumsy on this, on this, on this, there's always something that you think is a hindrance or think is a handicap, which actually turns out to be a strength or it can be developed into a strength. And that's so much, I think, I mean, not just life, but tango as well. I I think that, uh, um, that, that you kind of discover about yourself and, um, yeah, like I said, it's it, that's it's wonderful when something like that happens. I'm so glad you have that little book where you write down the details because. Uh, oh, yeah. I tell you what, one trip when I was there, I had that book and I decided to take the day off and go mm. to Colonia just to have some respite, which is one of the poems in the book. Mm-hmm. And that's what that poem is about. Um, I lost one of my little books. Oh, no. And I was beside myself i i know i left it on the on the ferry i know i did but i i got back and it was on the way home because i took notes all the way through colonia and got home and i was just like oh and it was heart-wrenching but it made me think okay what was in it and write it down now Mm -hmm. you know because i would periodically like review it at the end of the day just to see what i wrote so i had something in my brain about what i had in there Mm -hmm. but yeah it's really sad but again another tango lesson it's like just keep going you know if just keep going and keep learning and keep Mm -hmm. it going (laughs) (laughs) when you write down these details i'm sure you you know when you look back upon other entries that you've made or other details that you've made uh have you ever noticed anything recurring my heart when it comes to tango words it i find that my heart and my soul is frequently in there it may not be written the same way or used by the same word as heart but Mm -hmm. it's there's a thread for sure and i mean that's tango too right like (laughs) i mean but when i when i specifically write about tango um there's always the threads of who I've been, who I am today, the mm. threads of, you know, how my heart feels or how I see another person or my respect and unconditional love for a stranger. Mm-hmm. Like those are, those are themes for me, for sure. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, when you started doing a lot of tango photography, I'm sure there's a lot of photos that didn't make it into the book, but uh, you know, you just probably just taken hundreds, perhaps thousands of photos. How has that affected your dancing? You know, what's funny for me is I will rarely find myself taking photos or images of people dancing. It's more detail oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, like shoes or blurred movements. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I have a very good friend in Albuquerque who is really good at taking photos of people dancing and she enjoys it so much. And I'm like, okay, good, you do that. And I'll do this over here, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so wonderful to see someone else's craft with all of that. And for me, photography, the way it's, you know, you know, you see a lot of people dancing with their eyes closed, right? Whether mm -hmm. you do or you, I mean, women or followers, not necessarily the leads, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you see a lot of followers dancing with their eyes closed. And um, I know that that's a, a place of centering and peace for many people and being in it without being distracted visually by anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, you know, I, I dance both. I have my eyes closed and open um, just because of the way I'm feeling or the way the dance floor is or whatnot. But mm -hmm. I find that with my photography, many times when my eyes are closed and I'm dancing, I'm like taking pictures without seeing anything. Mm -hmm. I'm taking pictures with my heart, I guess I would say. Yeah. And um, and I really I love the way that feels, mm -hmm. you know, and so it um, but being at tango events and seeing details or watching people communicate or not, mm -hmm. you know, and seeing that with my camera mind's eye. Um, mm -hmm. it, I mean, it's, there's always a picture coming into my eyeballs at some point yeah. in some way, mm -hmm. right. Whether I have the camera in front of me or not, but I definitely see it with the camera eye for mm -hmm. sure. So many things about tango it's cause there's so many beautiful moments and some moments you want to capture them and some you're like, oh no, I'm just going to let that one just simmer and let that be a part of the universe because <laughs> I don't want to even go with that, you know, because it's too special to intrude with a camera or whatnot, you know? Mm, nice. Yeah. Another thing I really love about your book, and I think people notice this as well, again, like you said, it, it's not necessarily of tango dancers, um, but every image just sort of invites you to imagine what happened there or what is happening and it kind of <laughs> invites your brain to be a little more active to almost to tell a story or to think of a of, of what might be happening in this in this space well and that's how i came up with the title tango mm -hmm. assemblage of impossible loves too yeah. because it's that's exactly it joe it's mm -hmm. you know when we're in that tango mindset or i think personally when we are on the tango journey mm -hmm and we're in it and we it's a part of our lives as mm -hmm. dancers i feel like we often approach life in that way of picking the beautiful pieces out of things that we experience on a regular day-to-day -day basis and that's mm -hmm. something really lovely that i think a lot of us do and we do unconditionally mm -hmm. because we are not only being present for another person who we may or may not know but we're also learning how to be really present for ourselves yeah and it's one thing that I put into this book. It's like, I want you to dream. I want you to take from this photo and imagine something because mm -hmm. what really happened in that photo is quite a story that hasn't completely been told. Mm -hmm. So I want you to go on your own journey with it and be able to experience it in your own way. And whether you're a brand new dancer or you're dreaming of tango when you haven't even tested it yet, mm -hmm. 
to you know a, a, a person who's been dancing for 30 years yeah. that's the beauty of tango is that we can dance forever and in this book you'll find all of those people in this book because of the poetry that yeah. has been that i've put together it's like yeah I, I get that and i think a lot of people who are just beginning will be like oh i understand that and a lot of the people who've been dancing forever are like oh yeah i feel that too mm -hmm. you know or i think that too and yeah. so mm -hmm. um yeah, that was when putting it all together, I really, I mean, because we're a community, right? We're a mm -hmm. community of people who love the dance, whether we're beginner or novice. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's important to love each other and all of us in all of our capacities yeah. <laughs> because we all start from somewhere. I mean, we really do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's wonderful about these old places that you that you we visit when we tango you know, in Buenos Aires or other places. And you kind of imagine what you know the stories that happened there you know the the maybe the intimate moments you know maybe maybe it was a place where a beginner realized that something clicked finally you know we all have our own like you said personal stories in, in these spaces um yeah i guess as an organizer what i sometimes do at the end of the night when i'm cleaning up and everyone's gone and it's really quiet you know you take one last look at the dance floor before you go and you kind of think oh you know it was just a few minutes ago this place was this hopping and you know, you kind of wonder what kind of what it, you know, what kind of energy people are going to leave behind there. Uh, it's funny. You know, I don't know. It depends on the state, but I know that if you if you want to buy a house and if if someone died in that house or was murdered in that house, I think in some places they're legally required to disclose that information. And you know, I, yeah, I, and I'm wondering if you know, I, I'm not really superstitious, but there is like kind of something kind of creepy, you know, about you know, yeah. in a place, yeah, I kind of take in a darker sense, you know in a home or a place where something bad happened, like, is there still some kind of residual energy or whatever? But in contrast to that, like at a malanga at a venue that's been used for years and years for dance, you kind of wonder, does something similar happen there? And mm -hmm. are you taking it in when you're, when you're there? And I kind of wonder about that. <laughs> so. Oh, I'm, I'm a firm mm -hmm. believer with you. I feel like mm -hmm. it's in the structure. I feel like it's in the chairs. I feel like it's, it's in all of the goodness that you're touching or smelling or, you know, mm -hmm. like the marble floors or the marble walls. And I mean, it's just other people have touched it. And so you're you're getting that, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel I feel firmly like people have left their energy there and you're taking it right back into. Yeah. I mean, we all feel something. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're open to it. Right. I mean, yeah. we unless you're adamant about not experiencing the full experience. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get that i believe that too and there is something beautiful um because i've, I've organized some things for tango too and i know exactly what you say when you mm -hmm. when you say um you know just at the end of the evening how that feels and you think about the faces that mm -hmm. come across your you know your eyeball screen throughout the night of the joy and um mm -hmm. you know the excitement and just the community yeah mm -hmm. it feels good to be able to witness that yeah yeah, it's weird. I, I mean, just not to go off on a tangent, but it's kind of related to that. When I was a kid, I remember uh, I would always be really, really sad when a movie theater would close. Oh. And um, and I remember seeing photos of abandoned movie theaters or abandoned malls. And uh, it's just kind of fascinating because, you know, similar to kind of looking at the dance floor at the end of the night when it's empty, you just think of what happened here, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's so interesting because, I mean, I, I have felt so many times um, mm -hmm. when I've been in Buenos Aires to go dance and, you know, the cab driver drops you off at a unmarked door <laughs> and 
it's like nine, ten o'clock at night. You're like, well, I hope this is it because if not, I'm uh, I'm in trouble, mm. you know. And then it's like this all, you know, beautifully. I mean, I call it beautifully aged. Some people be like, oh, that's nasty, you know. But I just see it as beautifully aged. And I'm like, okay, I'm going in. And then you open the door, and then wavoom, the music. And you're like, okay, I'm home. Yeah. I'm at the right place, you know. And then you continue walking in, and then there's this beautiful parquet floor and these velvet curtains, and you're just like holy cow mm -hmm. and that was my experience every time going to many malongas in buenos aires is like okay there's this unmarked door and i hope and i trust mm -hmm. and i'm gonna open the door and it's like here you go to your new experience are you ready you know <laughs> and i remember my very first milonga in buenos aires though i literally was so nervous uh. i started this pattern for myself this behavioral pattern that i would find my seat put my shoes down, I would go to the bathroom and do like 10 jumping jacks and then go back out and put my shoes on because my excitement and my nerves were just doing this. And then by doing the jumping jacks, it would like, okay, level me out a little bit. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm ready to dance. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's the sad truth. Yeah. Carson's doing jumping jacks in Buenos Aires in a bathroom. That's me for sure. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, those experiences. I mean, and it's, you know, it's there's age there and there's history mm -hmm. there. And yeah, for any mm -hmm. people who ever are dancing tango, I always say someday in your life, please go. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you've got like at least 50 milongas to choose from every single night. If that, night. you know, yeah. right. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so being accomplished in in several different creative fields, whether it's singing, songwriting, tango, farming, photography, what's a what's a common habit or mindset uh, that you need in order to be successful in all of them? You know, I am introverted um, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm socially adaptable, yeah. nevertheless. Mm -hmm. But I, when I need to. Um, refuel myself and be my most creative it's usually when i'm alone whenever i'm recollecting and pulling things together to make something creative um but you know honestly what i found you know through this pandemic i know for the a lot of people socially it was really hard mm -hmm. and for me it was like i was made for this because i'm at home i'm alone i'm creating like crazy and that helps me right yeah. and so for me i I find that I'm my most creative and the most constant for all of those avenues of art for me. It's like, it's important for me to be comfortable and happy and unconditionally loving to myself. Mm -hmm. And then everything else flows. And I, I find that in order to be able to even dip my toe into doing any of the creative work I do, mm -hmm. um, for me, a big part of my life is just having personal peace and calm mm -hmm. and that will catapult me into really being able to listen to my creative and draw from that to create something that i hope other people will enjoy yeah, yeah that sense of peace and calm yeah that is super super important <laughs> i think that uh, it really is for me yeah. you know i can be involved in a chaotic or, or an emergency kind of environment mm -hmm. and be productive as i need to adapt right but mm -hmm. Whenever I want to write about that or pull pieces from that, it's me like just mm. sitting on my couch with my two dogs being like, okay, here I am. And mm. this is what I'm just going to take a big, deep breath and see what comes along. And 
um, it, it often works for me in that way. And I'm really appreciative. I know a lot of people are like, I don't know how you write like that. And mm-hmm. I mean, so many times I can sit down and be like, okay, just give me a word and I'll go to town on that one word and just really talk mm-hmm. about that one word and come up with something. And it feels good to just open up that funnel <laughs> and right. just let it flow. Cause yeah. I think so many times we're blocking stuff because we're so busy with life or, you know, I mean, family, kids, dogs, um, yeah. tra- you know, work, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. just having that time to turn off and be yeah. able to really receive your creative insight. It's, it's mm-hmm. important. And yeah. I feel very lucky to be able to have had the opportunity to do that on a regular basis at my home. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. What kind of dogs do you have? I have an English cream golden retriever who's 10. Mm-hmm. And I rescued a puppy in um, Pena Blanca two years ago. She showed up at my house. And she's, <laughs> she's, um, I call her my bat because she's this beautiful black mix res cattle dog okay. and was, she's got these massive ears that are like sonars you know <laughs> and um and they're both very much my muse and inspiration okay. and a really big container for love for me for sure <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a big dog dog lover myself i have a i have a cardigan uh, corgi at home oh you've got a <laughs> corgi i love yeah, those yeah we play whenever we play tango music he knows to stay still that's my wife and her are dancing so when he hears music he just kind of sits there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah my my two um my older one the 10 year old has experienced mm-hmm. milongas and dance instruction and tango on a regular basis when i was in durango but mm. my other one you know since she's a newbie to the house she experienced her first milonga when i had a christmas milonga at my house this past year mm-hmm. and she did great so i was happy for them thank goodness that's great yeah i, I host a milonga matinee um twice a month and the venue i learned is was actually dog friendly so I, oh. I don't know if I want to bring my dog here because on the one hand, he might be calm because of the tango music, but there's so many people he might try to herd them. So I don't know if that's a yeah, good idea. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That'll but, be an experience regardless. <laughs> right. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So what are some uh, new ideas that you're thinking of, whether they're tango related or, or not? Um, gosh, new ideas. You know, I've, I've been wanting to really put together, um, you know, when I moved to this area in mm-hmm. New Mexico, I was really happy that there were already two existing tango communities. So that's taken a lot of the, um, if you build it, they will come tango, nice. you know, mindset for me. Because in Durango, it's not really, there's not a lot of tango in Durango. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so when I moved to New Mexico, but, you know, I still have it in me. Like I still want to. Um, host and provide in a way and so what I'm going to be doing I think pretty soon at my farm because I have four acres and I have a friend who has a beautiful brand new outfitter canvas tent with Mm -hmm. a stove I think I'm going to put that on my property and start holding some alongas on my property at night um, on the farm and yeah just put install a floor in like a a raised floor floor in for sure but that's something that um, I think would be a really good addition to my farm. And mm-hmm. not only tango events, I can do like live music events too, not just for me, but for guest artists. And um, I already have been doing like um, open mic nights at my little cafe I have on the farm um, through the summer and everything. I put those to a halt through the winter months because it's just a little too chilly and windy. Mm-hmm. 
but it's been fun because we've got a lot of local poets and singer songwriters that come and share their stories and stuff. So I really want to, I really want a place for people to be able to come to do that. And then yes. also mix the tango in there, mm -hmm. of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 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 These intimate settings, whether it's what you're thinking of doing or, or house malangas, those are just really charming, really great way to, to know them. They the are. Community. Yeah. 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 I think so too. And it, um, you know, whether you're introducing people who don't even know each other and might not talk at a regular milonga, because, you know, as, as community oriented as milongas are, sometimes people don't really get to know each other because they're either dancing or watching, right? Yeah. And they don't always get, unless they make the effort to sit or go stand by someone to mm -hmm. really get to know them, it can be kind of hard to do that at milongas. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like the smaller settings really encourage that relaxed, keeping it formal, but a little informal to where that communication can happen. And mm -hmm. um, I'm really about building community, whatever that community is artistically. It's mm -hmm. just, it's important to me. Yeah. And um, I like being a part of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things about Malangas too, that um, I didn't know for a long time is that you're, it's not just dancing, dancing, dancing. It is about also getting to know the people around you. It's a social event, have some wine yeah. or a beverage, a little food, dance a little bit, get to know the people and, yeah, just uh, you know, part of the experience is also just connecting, not just on the dance floor, but, you know, sitting next to somebody and getting to know them. So, yeah. Well, I feel like that way of mm -hmm. thinking for Milongas, I think that comes with dance experience, too, because yeah. I know in the beginning for me, mm -hmm. it was all about dancing. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't want to look or talk to anybody. I wanted to dance, 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 dance. And now it's like, oh, I... I'm so comfortable in dancing and when I do dance, it's lovely. And I know the people I really enjoy dancing with and, oh, I might not even know this person, but mm -hmm. I might get out on the floor with them after talking to them for like 10 minutes and yeah. sitting next to someone new. And it's it's nice to be able to experience that. But I, I remember being in the beginning stat, you know, status of tango and mm -hmm. being like, oh, I, I, I gotta dance, I gotta dance. That's how I'm gonna get better. I gotta dance, I gotta dance. <laughs> you know, and you're so focused on that that you, miss a lot of the beauty that's around you and the people that you might be able to connect with. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like I said before, I could talk, we could talk tango for <laughs> all day. I know you got things to do. We know you're at your mom's place, probably have plans going on today. So, um, yeah. yeah. So Magdalena, where do we find out more about you online and where can we find your book when it, when it drops? So, um, Casa Yoraka Press mm -hmm. is the publisher. Mm -hmm. And you can find that online. Just Google Casa Uraca, and that's Uraca. It's U R R A C A. Mm -hmm. It's Spanish for magpie. That's what that <laughs> means. So it's um, Casa Uraca Press, and they're in Abiquiu, New Mexico, and they they carry all of my books. This is my third book that I've um, published with them, and um, it's yeah, it's it's on presale now, so yep. people can actually. They go out and get pre-sale and get it delivered on the drop date of when it's open to everyone, which will be May 3rd, I believe. Okay. So in between now and May 3rd, um, but Casa Rock is a great way to access that. And mm -hmm. I also do writer's workshops. Oh, great. Um, okay. So through Casa Rock Press, and I'll be doing another one for this book too. Okay. So um, you can find out, you know, they've got a bookstore there and they've got the workshops there. So yeah, this book, Tango Assemblage of Impossible Loves will be on there as a link as one of my books. Books. Okay. Um, and it's it's a great little book. I wanted it to be not a big book. I wanted it mm -hmm. to be more of like a small traveler guide kind okay. of 
book, you know, where mm-hmm. people could just put it in their tango shoe bag or, you know, in their purse or in their briefcase and just take it out whenever they needed to dream a tango, right? Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's available at Casio Rocca Press. And, you know, I have a lot of ways of finding me. Um, mm-hmm. I have Magdalene, Magdalena Lily Portraiture.com. I've mm-hmm. got um, my Magdalena Lily McCarson.com. That's my fine art gallery okay. for works on, online nice. um you know if you want to know anything about me at the farm i'm on instagram which is mm-hmm. at seeds new mexico okay um and okay. yeah and there's just i'm there <laughs> okay yeah we'll have links to where we can find you in our show notes so people will be able to look you up and learn more about oh, you yeah 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 it's um thanks thanks for hosting me and um sure Thanks for reading the book. It's a special little book and it's not something that's going to be overwhelming for anyone to read. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like you said, you can get a little lost in the photos. So it's nice. I like that. Yeah. And definitely when when you read it, go, you know, reading the poems, going through the photos, you know, think about, you know, just think, you know, engage your imagination a little more about what's, uh, what's happening. So definitely. Good. That makes me really happy to hear. (laughs) (laughs) So great. And a special shout out to Zach Hively for, putting us in touch so yeah yeah, i'm really glad that yeah thank you zach and he is the he's a writer and publisher with casa Rocket press so awesome yeah well magdalena thank you so much this has been a lot of fun uh hopefully we'll stay in touch and then i'll be able to meet you in person before long i know i know i would look i look forward to that joe and thank you so much again for hosting me this morning thank you Okay, that was Magdalena Lily McCarson. Really fun conversation. Do check out her book. I have the link to it in the description section and in the show notes. And like she said, there is art in everything we do, not just in tango. It's a very good way to look at life. So slow down, notice things. You'll be surprised at the kinds of inspiration you'll find. So thanks again, Magdalena, for taking the time to talk to me and for sharing your thoughts. And a big thank you to all you listeners out there. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a short moment to leave a five-star rating or review on iTunes, Amazon, Stitcher, or whatever podcast platform you're using. That really helps out. Thanks again for your support. All right, you've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Mm